Hey everybody, before we get to Repot It, presented by Rerouted, I wanted to let you guys know our app is live. The Rerouted app on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store on Android is live now. It is the easiest way to upload any gear that you have in your closet to be sold on Rerouted's website. If you want to check us out online, you can go to rerouted.co, that's rerouted.co, or download our app on the App Store, create an account, and start uploading your gear now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Repot It, the Rerouted Podcast. My name is Brian Shoning, your host on every episode of Repot It. Uh, if anybody has, if anybody hasn't heard, we have an app that was just released, and you should go download it on Apple and Android. Anyway, with that out of the way, um, I'm really excited to bring on Meg Carney today to share a little bit about what she's doing in the outdoor industry and how she became uh, involved in the outdoors. Meg, how's it going today? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm, I was really stoked when you reached out to me. I was poking around your website a little bit, which we'll have uh, linked in the description. And it, it looks like you're working on on some really cool stuff. Um, how how did you kind of start getting involved in the outdoors? What was your What was your introduction to it? Yeah, so I have been involved, I guess, in outdoor recreation since I was probably born. I was really spoiled and I grew up on basically a 400 acre farm and my grandfather was a conservationist. So outdoors was always a really big part of my life. And I grew up in rural Minnesota. So if anyone knows about the Midwest, that's a really big hunting and fishing kind of outdoorsman area. I don't do any of that anymore, but that was my main introduction to the outdoors. And that kind of transitioned into when I went to university in Northern Minnesota. And I got really involved in the rock climbing scene in Northern Minnesota, which is actually pretty cool if anyone's ever in Northern Minnesota. It's not like a a normal rock climbing haven, but there's some cool stuff up there. And I started working as a guide during the summers in between um, university semesters. And then I just liked the industry. So I continued working in that and guided out West for a while, did a couple of different random jobs, worked wilderness therapy. And eventually I decided to use my degree, which is communication arts and literature. And I started, um, freelance writing. And then that became lucrative enough for me to do that full time, which is what I do now. That's awesome. I know that that's, um, it's a really tough, that's a really tough kind of uh, yeah, industry to, I, I, I don't know if industry is the right word, but that's a really tough medium to, to kind of get, get to the right point where you're, where you're sustainable. So that's, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, it was I feel like I've done it for almost seven years now, but it's only been full-time for about three. So it took a long time to kind of build enough clientele and everything and kind of network within the outdoor industry to learn how to do everything. So, yeah. So you were introduced to the outdoors as a kid, mostly, um, mostly hunting and and fishing. Um, You said you don't do, don't do those, those things anymore. Was it really rock climbing that kind of, that kind of redirected that, that outdoor focus? Yeah, I think so. Because from there, I could kind of 
integrate other things like backpacking into my life because as many climbers know there's a lot of backpacking involved to get to different climbing locations and then after I did climbing for quite some time I decided it's cool just to backpack too so I started doing that more and it was also a way for me to meet other people in the outdoor industry that weren't climbers I guess but climbing was definitely my main sport for a long time and I guess now I do a better mix I'm better balanced in my outdoor pursuits now yeah backpacking was definitely the way that I was introduced to the outdoors as a kid um you know big big family trips every every summer I I grew up in the Pacific Northwest so um just tons of tons of trails and and cool places places to see out here um that I went as a kid I wish I had paid more to more attention to to kind of where we were and and what we were doing so I could go so I could go back and do them again I'm I'm sure my dad has all the uh has all the all the plans on lock from years ago but um my introduction to to the outdoors was was definitely backpacking and camping um and and it is interesting how um even even with you know something like something like hunting backpacking is a huge part of that as mm-hmm. well and, yeah, and it, it kind of it kind of becomes uh it it it's a part of a lot of different outdoor activities um which is which is very cool um so when did you kind of officially start writing was that while you were still at university or uh was it was it once you left yeah I think well I've always kind of been a writer um but as far as the freelancing goes I didn't really start doing that until a couple years after university and it was kind of as a way to make sure I had an income like in between jobs because a lot of people who work in the outdoor industry can probably attest to the fact that if you're seasonal there's like feast and famine like all through and so the writing was a way for me to fill those gaps um and to kind of share more about the places that I was going and things that I was doing. But when I first started, I guess I did write mostly in the health and wellness industry. So I did have to transition after about two years of doing that into outdoor recreation content. That's awesome. So you talked about how you did uh, guiding and wilderness therapy and a couple of different, a couple of different things kind of during and after and after university was that seasonal work or or was that stuff uh, all year round um some of it was seasonal but wilderness therapy the company that i worked for in utah was year round so we worked through the winter as well um yeah so kind of a mix but the hours i don't know how many listeners have worked wilderness therapy before but you work kind of in batches so you'll have like eight days two weeks or so on out in the field and then you'll be out for about the same amount of time. What was your, what was your favorite kind of odd outdoor job that you worked after, after university? Uh, My favorite odd outdoor job. I'm not sure if this fits, but I mean, the work is completely outdoors. Um, It was a market farm in North Carolina and just like managing that. And I really liked how integrated you are with the earth and you just get to be outside constantly. And I don't know if that's technically part of the outdoor industry, but you're outdoors literally all day. So I would count it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, so what were, what were some of your favorite, uh, favorite trips or experiences that you, uh, that you had, uh, in the outdoors that kind of made you passionate about it? Well, 
I would start when I was a kid. I mean, I spent a lot of time just playing outside because we had a lot of property, but we would go to the Black Hills in South Dakota pretty often, um, which if you're not really familiar with that area, that's where Mount Rushmore is. Mm. Um, and it's pretty close to the border of Wyoming. So there are actually hills. It's not just complete prairie out there. And there's a lot of really cool granite climbing. Um, and we, I think we went there almost every year as a kid and we'd spend a week or two there in the summer times. And that really kind of sticks out to me the most as far as the things I did growing up. But more recently, I would say I went on my first bike packing trip this year. And I think that that's my new favorite activity. Yeah. So yeah. is that loading, is that loading up, uh, loading up a bike with all of your camping supplies and then, and then mountain biking and, and camping? Yeah, basically, except I did it on a gravel bike. So I did a mix of paved and gravel and trails. Um, but it, it was loaded. So for camping yeah. and stuff like that. That's awesome. That sounds super fun. I am <laughs> after you described it, it's not surprising that that's, that that's a, that's a new favorite for sure. Yeah. I've always liked cycling and I've always liked backpacking. So it's like the perfect mix. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll, uh, we'll move on here. We always uh, want to give people an opportunity to kind of talk about the stuff that they're involved in and the things that they're doing and kind of where people can find your work. So if, if people want to want to read stuff that you've done, um, let, let us know about everything that you, that you got going on. So I feel like I have a lot going on right now, but I'll just talk about kind of the biggest projects that I'm working on. And number one would be called Outdoor Minimalist. It is a book that I wrote and it's coming out September 1st, 2022. So kind of a long ways out, but to preface that launch of the book, I am releasing a podcast in a week from today, <laughs> so October 4th, and that's also called Outdoor Minimalist, and it covers all of the same concepts, um, except people get to hear from more than just me about the topics, so it'll have interviews with industry experts about minimalism, environmentalism, how sustainability is changing in the outdoor industry, and kind of intersectionality of policy environmental policy and outdoor recreation very cool i'll make sure once it goes up to put a to put a link to it in in the description here um so that people can people can go check it out uh, a week from now um cool. this this podcast should be going up so that would be that would be going up monday october 4th this podcast will be going up tuesday september 28th so um give people, give people a couple of days to, to prepare and, and get ready. Um, where can, so outdoor minimalist, your book is coming out in less than a year. Um, yeah, yeah. Where can people find stuff that you've, that you've already written to kind of get a feel for, for your writing style? Um, mostly on my website. So megcarney.com has links to a lot of different content that I've written. Most of that is digital content. I'm just kind of breaking into the print content. The only print magazine that I've been in so far is Eat Clean, Run Dirty, which is a trail running magazine that's pretty rad and you should check it out. Um, and yeah, most of the content is probably just digital that's on the website. So I've written for websites like Gear Junkie, Field and Stream, um, 
those would be the the bigger players that people would probably recognize just by the name but uh, there's a bunch of other websites that i've written for as well very cool well we'll make sure to get uh, all that stuff linked in the description so that people can people can go check it out last thing uh, i mentioned before we before we started recording we ask all of our guests about their favorite piece of gear that they've had uh, in the outdoors from either you know long long time ago or maybe it's something that you got more recently that kind of changed your life outdoors so share with us about uh, about your favorite piece of gear meg can I pick two? Yeah, because one of, of them I don't think really counts. It's my dog. Um, <laughs> I, he's not like a piece of outdoor gear, but he goes everywhere that he's allowed into yeah. the outdoors with me. Like, for instance, he went on that bike packing trip with me. I had a trailer and everything. And so he's probably the main thing that enhances my outdoor experience the number one if you can bring him yeah number number one (laughs) yeah um but if it's like an inanimate piece of gear (laughs) and i would pick my gravel bike for sure Mm -hmm. yeah it's a a raleigh tamlin one for any cyclists that are really into (laughs) bikes when did you get it i think i got it in 2020 so it was like kind of no yeah yeah, yeah. Like near the end of 2020, it was like a bunch of people got really into biking during the COVID shutdown. And then a bunch of people got rid of all their cycling gear because they're like, wait, I don't actually have time or I don't actually like this that much. And so I kind of got it in that selling period. I got yeah. it used and it was perfect. I love it. That, My favorite bike I've ever had. That's awesome. So were you using a different bike for, for uh, bike bike packing is what it's called? Yeah, well, I hadn't bike packed before I had this oh, bike. Yeah, good. I had a road bike. Um, I still have it, but I just had a road bike. And you can like bike tour on those, but I knew I kind of wanted to do more um, like gravel and trail if I did any bike packing. So that's why I wanted to try a gravel bike and it worked out well. That's awesome. And that's a, a perfect, a perfect piece of gear for our, uh, for our gear stories. Um, it kind of opened up this new, this new activity for you that you, mm-hmm. that you grew to love. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you so much, Meg. Really, really appreciate you coming on and, uh, and chatting with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. If you guys missed any of our episodes, check our feed at Repod It on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your normal podcasts. Uh, we also have them uploaded on our website in the blog section. Uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at rerouted.co, on Twitter at Get Rerouted, uh, or if you want to interact with Chap directly uh, at Chap underscore chats. Thanks everybody for listening to Repod It.